So March is Social Work Month. It's one of the best months, at least in the top 12. And we, um, I'm pretty excited about the fact that we have some great social workers like you, Mary Beth. Thank you. <laughs> well, thank you. I think you probably don't get thanked enough, or maybe you do, or maybe I'm wrong. But um, I'm excited that we're going to be talking to you today. Uh, and I think uh, hopefully you love being a social worker. I do. I do. It's a very rewarding job. Great. I uh, love what I do. Well, we love having you, and uh, for those of you listening, this is the Talk to Defeat ALS podcast, and we are talking with uh, another social worker, Mary Beth Tomzik, uh, for Social Work Month. Uh, March is Social Work Month, and we are t- profiling the different social workers that work at the ALS Association, Greater Philadelphia Chapter, to learn more about what they do, why they do it, um, what's difficult about being a social worker, and what they hope to accomplish. If you've been listening to some of the past episodes, which you can find on our website, on iTunes, and at uh, alsphiladelphia.podbean.com, you've heard from our Philadelphia area social workers, Lehigh Valley with Wendy Barnes, and Hershey area um, in Pennsylvania with um, Marianne Jones. But we have another very important region of the state in, in of our area, uh, and that is in northeast Pennsylvania, Scranton country, um, and... Um, so we're going to be talking with Mary Beth Tomzik, who's a social worker with her chapter. Uh, before we get into our conversation, I remind you all to visit our website, www.alsphiladelphia.org, to uh, learn more about ALS, how you can volunteer, donate, advocate, uh, or get resources you need. Again, that's alsphiladelphia.org. And follow us on social media, whether it's Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, or Twitter, all at ALS Philadelphia. So with that little introduction... Um, I'm really pleased to be work- talking with Mary Beth today. We've done a lot on advocacy. We've done a lot at events. We've done a lot at uh, meetings here at the chapter. And I'm really glad to talk to you today, Mary Beth. Yeah, me too. So, like I said in the introduction, we're talking about Social Work Month. And so why don't you tell me a little bit about um, who, you know, what got you involved in social work in general? Um, I guess when I was little, I, I was always a people person, always wanted to help people. Um, I remember my parents telling me a story when I was at the beach. Um, They would have to put on a a bright colored uh, bathing suit on me so they can find me because I would always go looking for people and talk to people and help people out. So it was kind of funny like that. But um, I always wanted to help. And, um, you know, I did um, start off working with children. I worked with the geriatric population. Um, and then prior to ALS, I did work with um, uh, medical area, so in rehab. So I do have that background, um, which helped, um, you know, to just learn more about ALS. So that's a very wide variety of things. I mean, being a social worker, um, it means you have to take on a lot of things and know a lot of stuff no matter what you're doing then, huh? Correct. And does everything translate? Like, um, you know, if you're a mechanic, and I just got my car fixed, that's what I'm thinking of that. Um, you know, you might know that a, that a Chevy is different than a Honda, um, but they're very similar. Is it very similar working with younger people or working with different things, working with seniors and ALS, or is it all a big learning curve no matter what you do? Um, I think it's a learning curve. Um, yeah, it definitely depends on the population. Um, children are definitely different than adults. Um, 
So, yeah, it is a learning curve, um, but it's definitely a positive. So that's what got you. You've always been someone that wants to help. Um, I feel like that's the same with all of the people in our care services department. Is Am, am I wrong, or is it just a, a really nice culture there? No, I agree. And, and uh, so when did, why did you join the ALS Association? Was there something about ALS, or you just saw it as another way to help? Um, I kind of... <laughs> kind of just fell into it. Um, I knew a previous worker, and uh, she knew that I was looking for something, and um, this has gone back probably eight, nine years ago. And um, I started um, with the chapter as a contract, and then it just worked up from part-time to full-time. And so when you started, and this was like 10 years ago now, right? Yeah, about, about I'm thinking nine. I think it's nine in September. Because I know that you started just a little bit before me, and I started in 2011. Yeah, it was 2010. Right. Uh, that so, I start, yes. Much different world. Um, <laughs> and so, um, when you started, did you was there a big need for your area? You have you cover a lot of territory, correct? Yes, we cover uh, myself and and the nurse. Well, we cover 19 counties. Um, up north, so to the central estate, up to New Jersey, over to New York. Um, so there's probably about 120 families that we serve. Um, That's a lot. We do. It is a lot. It is a lot. Um, you know, some need more help than others. Um, some go to clinics. Some do not go to clinics. Um, we do home visits. Um, both of us, we go to the. Uh, both Geisinger clinics, one in Bloomsburg and one in uh, Wilkes-Barre. And I also, um, I coordinate the visiting volunteers up in the North Central area. And what people who are listening might not know is that um, our chapter, the ALS Association Greater Philadelphia chapter, has uh, seven or eight different clinics, depending on how you count it. And we have some in Philadelphia, at Jefferson Hospital, at Hershey Medical Center, at Hershey PA, Lehigh Valley, um, we have one in uh, the two Geisinger clinics that you just mentioned in Northeast PA, and then one at um, Jersey Shore University, uh, Hackensack Meridian in Neptune, New Jersey. Um, and then there's also one down in Maryland that we work with for people at Delaware. Now, my experience, Mary Beth, and correct me if I'm wrong, but in your area in particular, you probably have a lot of people with ALS that don't all go to one clinic. They go to a bunch of different clinics, right? Correct. Correct. Yes, we the they're in our area, but they could go to Lehigh Valley. They can go down to the Philly area, Jefferson. They could go to Hershey. Um, like I said before, we there's people that do not go to a clinic, so um, we we try to keep in touch with all of these people. So that that means that you have to work with all of those clinic staffs, correct? And it really uh, mm-hmm. that yes. that's a lot of information you have to take in, then, huh? Yep, it's all um, organization. So if you're not organized and your priorities aren't straight, it's not the job for you. <laughs> right. So, so you work with a lot of different clinics, and you work with well over 100 people with ALS who are all very different and very far away from each other. Correct. And you also, so what, what kind of services and things do you provide as a chapter social worker? Um. Regardless if they're clinic or non-clinic, um, you know, to provide resources, get them 
uh, the community resources, um, get them involved with the VA if they are a veteran. That is huge. Um, the waiver services, if they're qualified for those kind of services, um, anything that, you know, we can, we can provide with our, with our chapter programs as well, um, our, our walks, things like that. And now when it comes to those services that are not with the chapter, and of course we provide Mm -hmm. a lot, so Mm -hmm. you, one thing I know a lot of people in my experience do is they undersell what they do and of course you just did uh, because i know how many things you guys do well, actually i don't know because every time i hear i learn more um but so you're can you list a few of the services that we provide from our chapter there's like you help them connect with people for in-home care and other things right yes the um our programs they have the abrams in-home care um we have the accessibility program with um stair glides and ramps um, we have our loaner equipment um, program that eh, we can get uh, canes up to power wheelchairs depending on what our closet entails and what we have since it is loaner. We sometimes don't know what we have. Um, what else do we have? Support groups, our resource groups. There's a new one in Scranton area coming um, next month. Um, I can't think of anything else. No, that's a lot. That, I mean, that's, and then also, like you're saying, every county, like you get them again to uh, connect with county services too, right? Correct. And VA services. Um, yeah. So, but again, in addition to having 120 different people with ALS that you are providing some sort of help to, um, mm-hmm. you have well over a dozen like counties that you're working with and know the information there, and they're not all the same. Right. Every county seems like they have a different program. So it's, it's, it's tricky on that end. But we, um, you know, we touch base with them and see what, what uh, programs are available and what is, what is um, eligible for that patient. And so you may know as a social worker then, well, in Lackawanna County, they can get this kind of care. So we're going to direct them there. But in Tioga County, um, they don't have those services, so maybe we should make sure that I talk with whomever about um, being extra vigilant in that area because they might not have something that another county does. Correct. Right. So, I, you know, I'm just putting this all out there to just so people who are listening know how much is on your plate at any okay. given time. And, and really, to your credit and to Erica's credit, the nurse up there, Erica Smith, that uh, from my perspective, it makes it you make it look effortless almost. Well, thank you. <laughs> um, you're always able to respond quickly and obviously better than I am at times. Um, so, you provide all these services as a social worker, and what um, what is, what do you like most about it? Uh, I just like I said before, it's it's I think it's the most. Rewarding job um, that I that I have. Um, I love the patients. I love the families. Um, they're very appreciative of you know what we can help them with. You know with with what they're going through, which is not easy. Um, it's very difficult sometimes. And it's difficult in different ways for every person. I am sure. Correct. So it's correct. A- every every patient is different. Um, it's a lot to put on you, I, and and I'm sure um, 
and, and you've developed skills to be able to uh, address those difficulties. Absolutely, yeah. Empathy, compassion, you know, you have to have problem-solving skills, active listening skills, um, yeah. <laughs> well, those are all things we need more of in this world. I, well, from watching TV, I think we can use a lot more problem-solving, listening, and empathy, that's for sure. So um, we may have discussed this a bit already when trying to explain your area of our chapter, but what do you think are the biggest challenges that you face um, or have faced as a social worker for ALS in Northeast PA? Um, I don't think it's just Northeast PA. I think it's overall um, just the challenges of seeing the progressions of the patients. Um, you know, some people ask, you know, how do you do what you do? And uh, it's it's tough, but you you know that you're helping the patient. Um, discussing difficult situations with patients and families. Um, and also, it could be very frustrating on not getting what the patient needs. Um, it could be an insurance issue. It could be, um, you know, not getting their waiver services, not getting something in a timely manner. And that's where advocacy advocacy comes into play, which is huge. Yeah, I, I'm glad that you are part of advocacy. You, um, if I don't say it enough, I really appreciate how you're able to recruit and find more people to take part in it. Um, and I think people might not realize from a distance just the, um, the emotional toll that the disease has just on the staff of the chapter, especially on your end, being on the front line and seeing it every day. Sure, sure. Yeah, sometimes it's it's hard. You you kind of have to you know uh, put the wall in front sometimes, but sometimes you can't. <laughs> right, and you don't want to. It's not easy for you to put a wall up and then you you appear cold and distant when that's not your intention. Right. Exactly. So, um, and you take part in advocacy. So we're uh, advocacy this year in. Uh, in 2019 is in June, first time ever. We were not doing it Mother's Day weekend in Washington, D.C. Um, and have you, you haven't done that yet, have you? No, not D.C. I think um, Harrisburg I did uh, four or five years now. Mm-hmm. So maybe maybe D.C. next next year. <laughs> um, but in addition to, there are things you could do locally. Um, there, there's the Senate offices, governor's offices, local state rep, I mean local uh, members of Congress in those regions. So hopefully we can get you involved there. And you have recruited patients, people they ALS, to participate in national advocacy. Absolutely. Yep. They're and, happy to do that. And um, what's it like to you giving people, because ALS is a kind of powerless disease for people, I assume, right? Right. Right. It's giving them a voice. And, uh, you know, with advocacy, I know this year with the uh, Social Security Disability um you know, to waive that five months is is huge um, for a lot of people because if they don't have insurance, what happens? So um, that is a huge thing, and I hope that goes through. So, so for people who don't know, um, in Congress there's this bill called the ALS Disability Insurance Access Act, and it is a bipartisan bill. Um, it has well over 100 co-sponsors in the House, over 40 co-sponsors in the Senate, um, and we hope to pass it this year. It almost passed last year. Um, and 
this would eliminate the waiting period for people with ALS to access Social Security disability insurance. Um, we were doing some numbers in uh, D.C., Mary Beth, and I realized that there's only um, only maybe about half of people who have ALS in any given year would really take advantage of this, which means it's a mm-hmm. low-cost thing because, you know, some people don't need disability insurance or some people are still working, whatever. So, But can you explain what um, disability insurance is and why this would be important to waive that um, waiting period? Um, when people cannot work anymore, they apply for the Social Security Disability through the Social Security Administration Office um, locally. And um, they can get the insurance, um, which would be Medicare, after five months. And they also get a certain um, compensation then. But again, it's after five months. So after they're done working, our patients, our ALS patients, have to wait that five months to get um, insurance and a compensation. And so what happens to people with ALS? Because it's not a cheap disease. It's not an easy disease. So, like, is there anything you do as a social worker to help? Is there something the chapter does in that time period? Um, Because I'm always advocating for this bill, and you probably understand the need better than I do. Right. Some people, um, they do have, uh, through their work, they have long-term insurance, uh, short and long-term insurance. So that can help out, you know, a little bit, sometimes not up until the five months, sometimes up until the five months. Um, so they still have their insurance. Um, some people do not have the insurance or even any income coming in. So um, some people apply for medical assistance through the state if they're eligible. So that is a very complicated thing, and and it's very important that we waive this because people with ALS um, don't have time to wait. Exactly. Time is of the essence. So because you represent Pennsylvania, if Senator Casey's office or Senator Toomey's office is listening, or any of the members of Congress who have not signed on yet, um, we hope that you'll support the ALS Disability Insurance Access Act. Uh, if you're in Northeast PA, I really recommend getting in touch with Mary Beth to uh, find out how to do advocacy. You can contact me at Tony at ALSPhiladelphia.org. But I'm really glad that you facilitate this, Mary Beth, because it, it's a way for you to have a positive interaction with ALS families, right? Absolutely, yeah. It's a voice for our patients. And so, But you have participated in advocacy in uh, Harrisburg, and I hope that you've enjoyed that as well. That's a great experience. Um, And so as a social worker, when you go down there, I know if you go down with a person with ALS, like Paul from Scranton, for example, um, they use their story, but you were able to provide something different. You provide expertise, correct? Yes, absolutely. Have have you noticed how that's come into play in talking with people? Um, Yeah, I think it is important to have, um, you know, a chapter um, member there. Um, but I think they they hear better from patients and families because they're they're it they're they're the main thing and they've been through it so they know and and hearing their stories I think um, makes an impact on the representatives. Yeah, and I, so it's a mutually beneficial thing then. Like you're able to provide a lot of detail and and for you you're seeing people kind of at their best instead of at their hardest, right? Correct. 
So I, I'm really glad that you and the care services team are all able to get involved. Um, so we talked a little bit about why you became a social worker and joined the chapter, um, a good bit about the kind of work you do and the wide range of geography and um, demogra demographics-wise because people go to different clinics and areas. Um, what are you hoping to get done? What, what would you like to see um, yourself able to do regarding social work and ALS? Um, I, I think that, especially up in North Central area, um, I would like to see more awareness for ALS, more education, um, and just keep empowering and advocating for our patients and families. Yeah, and how, is there anything you'd like to, to do? Like, um, is there anything specific maybe you'd like to be a part of? Is there anything you see that, like, oh, I'm excited to see this happen in Northeast PA? Um, I, I, I didn't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, like I said, just, you know, more awareness, um, especially, like, um, for, for instance, um, you know, somebody, um, our, one of our patients can go to the ER, and they don't know anything about ALS. Um, so just that education, you know, on a medical perspective, I guess seeing more of that, you know, so they know what to do with our patients. Do you find in your area that um, there is a lot of, I don't know if ignorance is a word, but like a lot of lack of understanding of ALS because... Lack of education. Yeah, yeah. lack of education. And, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. We've met some great people from Northeast PA, but ALS may not be as prevalent in those areas. Is that a big challenge? It's definitely a challenge. Absolutely. We're both friends with Paul and Eileen Miller. Uh, Paul is living with ALS, um, and he's gone around touring, I guess I'd say, at college campuses um, yes. and explaining that. And I, uh, he's been surprised by how much people um, don't know, but they're willing to listen, right? Oh, correct. Yeah, I was up, um, I think it was Lackawanna College um, last year with Paul, and um, he spoke to, him and his wife Eileen spoke to um, the physical and occupational therapist. So he does, you know, bring about that awareness, but hearing it from a patient themselves is so good. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I kudos to them because they're amazing. Yeah, there people like them, and then a lot of other people we meet with ALS who have smaller stories or bigger stories, it, it can be very inspiring and um, motivating. I think the people are more motivating than the disease, correct? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So um, we know all these things. We, we know what you're doing. We know what you, kind of things you'd like to do. Um, I think you're providing a pretty good uh, positive motivation to others at the chapter and the families you meet. Um, what do you see as the value of social work? Is it, it's social work month here across the country. Oh, the value of social work. I mean, you just, we, we, that's, our, that's our passion is to, is to help others. Um, and just get through the, the tough times. Well, we, we, I think you're getting people through a lot of tough times, and um, there's not a lot of times that are tougher than dealing with ALS, but hopefully you're making a big enough difference that it's a little bit easier for all the families you know. Yes, thank you. And I'm sure you've seen that firsthand, right? Oh, absolutely. Oh, good. You see them in clinic, you see them you know, at home visits, you see them out in 
you know, in the community, at events and things like that. Yes. So if people want to get involved and learn more, do you have, um, how can they get in touch with you? Should they email you? Sure. Um, my email is Mary Beth, all one word, at alsphiladelphia.org. Great. And I think if you're in Northeast PA, definitely get in touch with Mary Beth or go to our website and find other resources as well. But um, our social workers are the first line, um, I don't want to say of offense or defense, special teams, whatever the sporting reference you want, but um, they're the first ones you interact with. And I think that uh, we're really appreciative of the fact that our social workers are the front um, face of our chapter and really um, are there for everyone that's listening. So visit our website, www.alsphiladelphia.org. Um, are you going to be at the Berwick Walk, Mary Beth? Yes. Yes, Berwick Walk, April 27th. It's Saturday, last last Saturday in April. Uh, walk starts at 10 o'clock. Registration's at 9. Be there. So if you're listening, you can visit our website again, alsphiladelphia.org, um, and you can go click on the Walk to Defeat ALS, and you can find all the walks there. Get in touch with Mary Beth. She'll tell you how to be a sponsor. There's lots of great teams. People with ALS will be there, people who have been affected by the disease. Um, every walk is powerful and inspiring, right, Mary Beth? Absolutely. It's a great event, great day. So we have the walks everywhere in our chapter area. Visit our website, whether you're in Berwick or you're going to go to a walk in New Jersey, Delaware, Pennsylvania. Um, again, visit our website. Thanks, Mary Beth, for all you're doing, and thanks to all of our social workers um, for being part of the fight against ALS. Thank you, Tony, for having me.